I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Why would you exclude people? Like That feels like you're turning away money. I think one of the largest benefits is it makes you look like more of an expert. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 84. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're going to chat about how do you know if it's time to niche down and the benefits of niching down for your audience. But before we go any further, today, what are you drinking, Jesse? I'm actually just drinking some coffee and some water today, last night. Well, I mean, not that I like got drunk last night. I just had one drink, but it was a fantastic sangria over at Mm. Border Cafe. Um, Yeah, yeah, we had some friends in town. So we went to uh, went out to dinner and it was fantastic. So Mm. I'm just going to drink some water and coffee today. Well, that sounds fun. We are, I know this is, this is August that this episode is airing in. However, we recorded this a couple of days after the 4th of July and we have a ton of white claws. So I tried the pineapple white claw and it was very good. Yeah. Very, very good. So that's what I am enjoying today. I'll tell George, you know, my husband, he'll, he'll be very proud that we got them for him. We got, I know we couldn't even make it over. That's all right. That's all right. It's, it's more for you guys, more for you guys. Yeah. Alex won't touch that stuff, but that's all right. (laughs) Well, all right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's dive into our discussion with Jessica Freeman. Jessica Freeman is an Atlanta-based award-winning web designer that has been in business for 10 years. Jess helps nutrition and fitness business owners build authority and get more clients through their websites and online presence. When she's not working with clients, you can find her teaching on her YouTube channel and her podcast. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, this is Cocktails and Content Creation. So first off, what are you drinking? Right now, I am drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper. That is my mm. go-to drink. I'm not a coffee gal, um, so I drink Diet Dr. Pepper. But if I was actually having a cocktail and it wasn't 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, Moscow Mules are like mm. my favorite. We've talked right about those on the show a couple of times. I love Moscow Mules. <sighs> They're mm. like so good. Otherwise, I'm kind of basic in like margaritas or <laughs> Whatever, yeah, but. I like I like a good margarita. Nothing wrong with being basic. Now, do right? you need to have your Moscow Mule in one of those special cups? It's um, not the same, right? It's not the same, except there is like a canned Moscow Mule you can get in stores. Mm. Um, it's not. I think quite, I've seen this. Yeah, it's not quite as good, but okay. it's pretty close. Mm. Um, so if you don't feel like getting all the supplies and like you just are like, let me just like grab a drink. Just open the can. Like, and it's like, well, I'm not like drinking beer. It like feels like you are, but then it's like, oh, it's like delightful Moscow mule. So I, I find it interesting that you're drinking Dr. Pepper because I, I don't drink diet Dr. Pepper, but I, when we do like go out to eat, if they have a Dr. Pepper for a soda, if I'm going to drink a soda, I like love it. And mm-hmm. people are like, what? Like who, who drinks like up here what? anyways, up here. Yeah. People are like, <laughs> always look at me like I have four heads. I'm like, it's really good. And, or when I ask for like a Mr. Pib and people are like, what is that? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the other, it's like Coke versus Pepsi. Right. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably. I do love a doctor diet, Dr. Pepper. My husband loves mm-hmm. the Dr. Peppers and then really. God. Yeah. And then have you Finally, had somebody the, else? No, no. He loves it. I used to love Moxie. I still love diet Moxie. Have you ever oh, had that? Uh-uh. It's, kind of, it's it's like a really spicy Dr. Pepper is what I kind of equate it to. It's it's an old New England kind of thing. It's, it's mm. hard to find. But I also love the ginger lime mule from Polar Seltzer. Have you had those? No. It's basic. It's like try that. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like a Moscow mule, but without the alcohol. So some people oh, may okay. say, what's the point? But, you know, if you're really in the mood for a Moscow mule, but, you know, it's before five o'clock in the afternoon and you're working, right. <laughs> that fits the bill. So yeah. that's what I'll reach for. OK, so, well, OK. Seltzer right. water is really big in New England. When yes. I moved here over a decade ago, that's what I, I'm like. Who, why do people drink so much seltzer water? It's a big thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty it is, much. Yeah. It it. It. All right. Well, now that we've we've gone over all the drinks in, in this episode, which is awesome. Tell us a little bit. You know, we gave a, sm- a small introduction to who you are, but tell us in your own words, your journey and what it is that you do. Yeah. So I am a graphic and web designer. I started out as a graphic designer. Uh, that's what I went to college for and was lucky enough to get a design job right out of school. Um, I actually started Just Creatives in college. We had to like brand ourselves in our final year. And funny enough, I was dating my now husband and I was like, I don't want to use my main name, but I don't, and I don't want to have to like rebrand. And so I was like, let me come up with some kind of like business name. And back then I also did photography. And so I was like, well, I need something that encompasses both photography and design So Just Creatives was born. And then about two years after I graduated, I actually took my business full time. Uh, So then I've been doing that ever since. And I would say just a few years after I went full time, there was more and more clients asking for websites. And so I kind of switched over. And I feel like in the last probably three, four years, I've really really stepped away from the graphic design projects. Um, and it's most of my bread and butter is doing the web design. So I'm the one that nerds out about websites and fonts and plugins and SEO, (laughs) um, and all that for my clients. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing now. It's so interesting that, you know, as I said in our intro, that you work specifically with fitness and nutrition business owners. Mm-hmm. It's not something when you think when you talk about niching down, right? You think about um when you provide a certain product. So, you know, you mm-hmm. do web design. Um, I don't often think of web designers as like niching down to specific service providers. Yeah. Um, you know, first off, how how did you before we get into why we should niche down, how did you kind of settle on that niche? Yeah. So um, when I was early on in my business, I worked with like everyone. Um, I, at one point I was like designing for companies. I had a friend who worked at a university here in Georgia and she hired me as a contractor for a few things. So I had like that big client in my portfolio. Um, I was doing churches, nonprofits, small business. Like I was working with literally anybody and everybody (laughs) to get that experience. And then slowly over the years, niche down to, okay, now just business owners, 
primarily female business owners. And then I think it was in 2018, there was a lot of talk online about, oh, you should niche down. And like all these business coaches were saying that. And I was like, well, should I? Like, I I kind of felt like I was stalling in my business. Like, I don't know what to do next. And not that things were going downhill, but I was like, I think I need to change something. And when I thought about who my favorite clients had been to uh, had been up to that point, they were both personal trainers. And I personally am very into like working out and eating healthy. And like, that's a big part of my day to day. And I was like, well, what if I like niche down to like health and fitness? I, I wasn't confident enough to just help personal trainers. I was like, I don't know, that might be a little too, too far. Um, and funny enough, shortly after, I mean, like three months after I officially niched down, like changed some wording on Instagram and my website is basically what I did. Um, I was on a podcast for dietitians and suddenly started getting a flood of dietitian clients. And it was probably another year or two until I actually worked with another personal trainer. Um, and still to this day, I have not worked with very many personal trainers, which is still funny to me because those two clients that were trainers were the ones that was like in my brain were like, yes, I love working with personal trainers. Let me niche down and then have actually not worked with very many (laughs) of them. So um, it was really just looking at the clients that I enjoyed and also like my own personal interest. Um, And that's kind of how I landed in that niche. I can totally relate to the whole like doing everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. and you said you you have also a background in photography. So I'm a photographer. I'm a brand photographer, but before I niched down to branding, it Mm -hmm. was like dogs, weddings, seniors, (laughs) like, let me just, oh yeah, you want to try that? Sure. I'll try that. And of course I kind of fell into like the weddings and family Mm -hmm. sort of like trap. And I mean, eventually I was like, I can't do this anymore. And like, I've been since in branding, but I can totally relate to that. And I think a lot of our audience can, can kind of feel like they, they feel what you're saying mm-hmm. right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So it was a mix of kind of those types of clients you'd like to work with. And then, you know, getting on this podcast that had a lot of uh, dietitians and, and nutritionists on there mm-hmm. and sort of falling into that and getting like more of those referrals. Um, so that's sort of how it happened. And then as Kate mentioned, like why, like, why should some, or like, what are the benefits of niching down? And like, why would somebody, it can be so tempting to just want to do everything because of the money. Like people are Mm -hmm. like, no, do this. And like, you know, they, they, there's this like mind trap of people thinking like, yeah, like I want to serve everybody because I just want to make money. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I will say my husband, who's not like involved in my business at all, but you know, we talk about it. He was like, uh, what do you mean you're niching down? Like, why would you exclude people? Like that feels like you're turning away money. And I will say, I do not exclusively work with the health and wellness industry. It's just who I largely market to. Um, But I have, I would say only half of my clients every year still. I'm, this is my fourth year of being niched down and I still work with a large variety of clients. Um, but the benefits, I think one of the largest benefits is it makes you look like more of an expert. Like, I can't tell you how many inquiries I get from dietitians or nutritionists, personal trainers, whatever, 
that in their inquiry form, they say like, well, I know you've worked with a lot of other dietitians and I know like you're the go-to in this field, which I'm not the only one who serves this industry, but, but they see my name a lot and stuff. And so there, that really elevates my authority in the space. Um, because then, I mean, if you think about it, like when you go to the doctor, I mean, unless you're just going to like a clinic for a cold, like you want to go to an eye doctor who specializes in this like condition you have in your eyes, or you want to go to uh, someone who specializes in shoulder pain or something. Like I literally just went to the orthopedic doctor last week and I was like, well, I'm having wrist pain and shoulder pain. And they're like, well, this doctor only looks at wrist. Like you have to come back to talk to someone else about your shoulder. And I was like, okay, that is really niche. <laughs> like that is really, really niche. That, is that really, was a thing. My goodness. Like, like it's only like this far away. It's like, only, like it's not like it's my wrist and my foot. Like they're <laughs> literally connected. Um, but I was like, okay. And I mean, the, uh, the wrist doctor that I saw was like, oh, you don't want me to look at your wrist. And I was like that, or your shoulder. Sorry. He said, you don't, I don't, you don't want me to look at your shoulder. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like so to that point to that point do you think I'm just going to throw this question in there can you almost like be too hyper niche I I feel like I've seen in some cases people I follow or even clients I've worked with where they they've gone like almost like hyper niche like that mm-hmm. and then like almost pulled back a little mm-hmm. bit so I don't yes. know have any back themselves into a corner and then they're like they can't do anything or yeah. maybe it's just their messaging needs to be tweaked a little bit I don't know if you have any mm, thoughts maybe. on that I do personally, I do think there is a limit on like how niche you should be. Like I have seen since I'm in the dietitian space, I follow a lot of dietitians on social media and there are some like who work specifically with like IBS and that's good. Like that's a wide range. A lot of people have that, et cetera. And then I've seen others who are like, I specifically work with college volleyball players. And I'm like, that seems a little too niche. <laughs> like that is college athletes. Sure. And if you really want to like use a lot of volleyball hashtags or like, you know, use volleyball a lot in your examples or something like that, then sure. Or if you want to do like female college athletes, I think that would be fine. But when I saw like that, I was like, I think that's a little too far. <laughs> like well, you have a very small client base. That's what I said. Maybe it's to the point of like the availability of clientele, you know? Yes. So to Kate's point, you're kind of backing yourself in a corner because out of how many collegiate volleyball teams are there and eventually like how, and out of that, how many people are going to need dietary help? And mm-hmm. out of that, how many people are going to find you? So it's like really, you're limiting your lead yeah. your leads really. Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if you were a like volleyball coach, trainer, physical therapist, I don't know, something like that, where it's like, I need someone to help me like enhance my volleyball skills. And yeah, you want a volleyball coach, like Mm -hmm. who you don't want a basketball coach coming to teach you, but with nutrition, I'm like, you're still just an athlete. Like, (laughs) not just, I don't mean to like downplay it, but I'm like, I don't feel like you need any specific nutrition advice because you play volleyball and not basketball. So that's where I think, yes, you can get a little too niche. Um, But 
the other benefit to to niching down, um, because I'm again, a website nerd is it can be really beneficial for SEO. Um, because if you are just optimizing your site for like, I am a photographer and that's it. Like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, like it's hard to optimize for weddings and dogs and families. And like what you were saying earlier, it can be hard to like fit all that into your SEO versus now you have the SEO capability of niching down just to branding photographer. And that can be a lot easier to rank for. Um, it is. And now, I rank, is. <laughs> and now I rank really high because actually Kate writes my blog posts and she does nice. a lot of my SEO back work for that. Mm-hmm. So, but before A, I wasn't really blogging and like doing a lot of the keyword and SEO things, but ever since now I'm like focused, it's way, it, to your point, it is way easier because she knows exactly like what keywords to use mm-hmm. specifically to that one thing. And now I show up, I think, I mean, last time I checked, I was still like organically number one, but yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then you could, you know, write really niche blog posts for like different industries. Like you could talk about personal branding photos for realtors and coaches and like whatever. And you could have just blog posts that are specifically optimized for really specific niches. So that nutritionist or dietitian that works with college athletes could write really specific blog posts for different sports or something like that. So you can have a broader niche and then use your content to get like even further, but keep your marketing more broad, if that makes sense. Mm, Yeah, it totally does. Um, Okay. So if you're someone, a lot of our listeners are, you know, we kind of have a spectrum, but a lot of them are just starting out in business. So if you're in business and you're to the point where you are, you're like, something just seems like something's missing. Like maybe you're not getting as many leads or you're not getting as many like great ideal clients. How do you know if that point, like where you're stuck, if, is it time to niche down? Should you start Mm. as early as possible to niche? Mm. Should you start broader and then niche? Should you try all the things? When do you know? And how do you know? And how can you be confident in niching down? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to get a variety of experience to kind of figure out what it is that you like to do. Like, I'm sure when you were doing all the different types of photography, you were kind of figuring out what you liked, you were building your portfolio, getting your name out there, et cetera. Um, And so I think those first few years, like three or four years, it can be really good to just really keep your your options open. (laughs) Um, Not to say you can't turn down clients for whatever reason, but like, I don't feel like you need to niche down right away because you need to figure out what it is you like and what you want to specialize in. Unless you have like a bunch of corporate experience and you have worked with certain industries or whatever. Like I know people who come from corporate and they're like, oh, I worked with food brands or whatever. And so like, I can just use all this experience and transfer it to my business. Then that's a different story. But um, if you're just starting from scratch and you're not transferring that previous experience, I think starting broad, but as for when the right time is, I'm not, there's not like, okay, it's the five-year mark. (laughs) You should, now is the time to niche down. But if you are feeling like you're getting lost in the noise, that was another thing for me. Like I felt like 
all, you know, like back then, I think right around the time that I started to niche down was still like when Facebook groups for businesses were super popular and like Mm. hundreds of thousands of people in a single Facebook group and people would ask for web designers, graphic designers, et cetera. And I was never being mentioned and not because like, I mean, obviously I don't know why, but I don't think it was just because, oh, she's awful. But like I had friends in there and think about like how many web designers you might know or photographers you might know. Well, like in a Facebook group, you're probably going to just think of one that comes to top of mind unless they specifically are asking for, you know, a personal branding photographer or somebody in this niche or whatever. And so it's hard to think of all the web designers that come to our mind or all the photographers, but it is much easier for people to refer you when you see somebody saying, Hey, I am a, like a personal brand. I'm a business owner and and I need photos for my brand. Like, Oh, great. I know someone or like, Hey, I'm a personal trainer and I need a website. Oh, I know somebody like it makes you easier to recall. So I think it comes down to, when you're kind of feeling stuck or if you're like, okay, well, things are good status quo, but I'm ready to, you know, kind of take my business to the next step. Mm -hmm. Um, That sounds very formal. It sounds like a relationship. (laughs) Probably the longest relationship you'll have. Yes, it is. Hopefully a spouse or a partner or something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, because one of the things that comes along with being able to niche down is you can start to charge more because you are specialized. Like that's something else that Mm -hmm. is a huge benefit. Um, So If you're like, I am not making enough money. I don't feel like I can charge more though, because all my competition is around this range. All the other photographers charge this or all the other copywriters. Well, if you niche down to specializing in writing sales pages, well, we all need sales pages and it's a very special (laughs) task. So yes, I will pay for an expert in that. Um, So that's, you know, that's a solid point. Mm-hmm. That's out now. So, okay. So we know kind of when we need to look at starting to niche down, the question is, how do we do it? Do you focus on one specific, like, do you just choose something that you're like, all right, I see that I'm really like, I'm killing it in this area. And, you know, you move into that or should you try experimenting or should you try like picking maybe two focus areas? And then of course, if you do have clients that you're working with kind of on a regular basis and they're not necessarily in that niche, how do you tell them or do you tell them Hmm. that you've decided to go in a different direction moving forward? And then a lot of outward facing outward facing, like what does that look like in terms of like your social media channels, your website messaging, because that's a lot of work. So if you're a question, but yeah. yeah. So I think niching down, you can kind of set the rules. Um, I know some people who niche down to just like one or two services. Like I only do Instagram strategy or whatever. I only do personal branding photography or some who choose two things, three things, whatever. Um, or like me choose an industry to niche down, not necessarily just a service. Now, obviously I am pretty specialized in terms of services. Like I do web design. (laughs) Um, so 
I have kind of niched down both, but I also do SEO and other stuff. But so you can choose if you want to do it for the service or the niche or the industry, or if you want to do both, you can. Um, I know some people when they niche down have told past clients like, sorry, I'm only doing Instagram content now. So like our contract ends and two months or whatever. Um, Or like I can finish out the year, but then you have to find someone else. Or if you're like, I'm so over this, (laughs) like, and I want to be done, then, I mean, I would probably not recommend just firing them tomorrow. But (laughs) um, if you can pass them off to someone else in your industry that can handle whatever it is you do for them, I think that's can be a really good way to not burn that bridge with people. But um, I think it's kind of up to you if you want to keep those clients or not. um, It kind of depends on how over it and how specialized (laughs) you want to be. Um, And then as far as like changing the marketing and like your website, your social media, um, I didn't like, I remember at first the, what I started doing on Instagram was I only switched what hashtags I was using at first to like get in front of more dietitians. I didn't change my bio at first. And then eventually, then like, uh, I want to say like two or three months later, I changed my bio and I was like, okay, we'll do that. Um, but my website does not really say that I specialize in health and wellness. Um, it doesn't say like I serve like all businesses or any industry. It's just kind of like, I help you get more clients. And if you look at my portfolio, there is a lot of dietitians and personal trainers. If you look at my blog posts and that kind of thing, you will see a lot of blog post titles that are specific to dietitians and personal trainers. Could the advice, the website advice benefit other industries? Sure. But for SEO, I'm specifically talking to that audience. So, so in your blog post, you're using those keywords that are kind mm -hmm. of like integrated more subtly than saying like, I'm a web designer serving blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. So it's a little bit more subtle in terms of leveraging Google and the search tools to then show up in those search results for that specific Mm -hmm. industry. Yeah. Um, Now I, so one thing that I know I did when I, I niched down, I wanted to make a point about, you know, passing off clients or like existing clients to people that can then do that type of work that you no longer want to do. So for me, and I know there might be other photographers listening in here that are transitioning out of, you know, or want to pivot out of wedding photography and family photography. One thing that I ended up doing was just stop booking weddings. Cause you do mm-hmm. have to book it so far in advance yeah. that, you know, like for me, when I decided to stop, it didn't mean that I like canceled all the weddings I had for the next year. I still finished those out. It's just, I stopped taking, taking on more mm-hmm. weddings, but it's so hard. So many photographers struggle with that because the second they get an inquiry, they're like, Ooh, money. Like, like, Oh, maybe I should take this. Even though it's like, it's, you know, two years down the road, they don't, they're like, Oh, it's fine. Like maybe I should take this. But then when that two year mark comes to them, they're like, why did I take this wedding? Mm -hmm. Like why? That's exactly how I felt for years and years until I finally said no. So like, what would you tell people that are afraid to niche down because they're afraid Mm -hmm. of losing money or the 
there's like this block um almost like uh they're not being true to them they're not being like honoring their truth and picking one thing that they really love they're like oh i really love everything but do you but do you like do you really how do you how do you tell people to really do that deeper work and like trying to really be honest with themselves by you know and i think that come that like you know distrust with yourself comes from that fear of losing money Mm -hmm. it does i think it can be really helpful to write down like your clients projects photo shoots like whatever it is that you've done in the past and really look at like which ones did I enjoy? And did you enjoy that wedding because it's a wedding and you like weddings? Or did you enjoy that wedding because the couple was really fun and you got to go to this like really cool location Um, and kind of look at the pros and cons of each project, client, photo shoot, like whatever you want to, you know, whatever you're looking at and really look at what is it that I actually liked about this? And did I actually like this or is it because they paid me like $8,000 and okay, yeah, I can shoot a wedding for $8,000. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Um, But I think going back to that specialized and like you can raise your prices when you're more specialized, think about, you know, then you can compare. Okay. So how many, personal branding photo shoots. Sorry, I'm just using you as an example. (laughs) Personal branding photo shoots. uh, Do I need to kind of make up, quote unquote, that cost from turning down weddings? Okay, so how many do I need to schedule in a month to equal that same revenue I would have gotten from weddings? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you need to raise your prices and to make that match up? Um, Is there something you can like add on to personal branding to be like really specialized? It's a great experience, not just like, oh, I hired some photographer who shot my headshots, but like you really go all in on the personal branding or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, But I, I mean, I get it. It is hard to to turn down money, um, especially in this economy. (laughs) Like when you're like things feel unsure, it is hard to turn down money. But again, I think you have to remember just because you you are niche down doesn't mean you have to turn down those other clients. Like I was saying, you kind of can set the rules for how you want to niche down. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, yes, a lot of my content, my social media content, blog content, a lot of my marketing is geared towards the health and fitness industry, but I still get inquiries from other people outside the industry. And, and And it's up to you to decide if you want to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of base that on like, do I actually feel like this is going to be a good client? Am I going to enjoy the project and that kind of stuff? Um, And if not, then I can pass them off to someone else. And I don't have to broadcast that like, I'm working with this other person. Like, not that I'm hiding them. <laughs> I don't want it to be like they're a secret client. But if you are like, I'm really trying to make a name for myself as the person who does personal branding photo shoots, then you can really only showcase the personal branding. You don't have to be like, oh yeah, I also did like this family session over here. I think right. 
sometimes we get caught up in like, well, I have to show, especially like you and me, we have to like show our work a lot. Whereas copywriters, it's kind of harder to like show your work, (laughs) especially on Instagram or something. Then, you know, we want to, we want to show our work. And so sometimes it's like, well, I have to show everything. Yeah. There's like that obligation that if the Mm -hmm. client doesn't see their photo on like your Instagram, they're like, what? But I, that's what I tell people all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, show for for photography, show Mm -hmm. what you want to shoot. Yes. Yes. Like you, if you don't want to shoot weddings, stop posting the wedding photos Mm -hmm. because people are going to inquire for your wedding photography. Mm -hmm. Same with families. Doesn't mean that you can't take them. I mean, I do like, I have a shoot coming up where it's, you know, more of a corporate headshot thing, which isn't my ideal, but I'm doing it. And Mm -hmm. I, will I post it on my social media or in my portfolio? Hmm, Maybe. I don't know. It depends, you know, so, but I don't think, you know, as long as they're satisfied with the the photos, they don't, I don't think anybody's going to get heartburn because they don't show up on my portfolio. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm the same way with like, show what you want to do more mm-hmm. of same applies to your website, not just what you're posting on in your Instagram feed or your stories, but like on your website, if you only want to do this certain type of, you know, if you only want to do weddings, then like take off the other galleries, <laughs> like take them off. <laughs> and it hurts because it's like, you know, you have all this great material, but mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, that's why you need to do portfolio builds and no matter, no matter what industry you're kind of in, you need mm-hmm. to make sure that you have material in the certain niche that you want to go into before you kind of make fully make that transition. But sometimes yeah. you just got to pull the trigger. And sometimes you will still get, I don't know if you experience this, but I, I don't get like things that are too out of my realm, but Mm -hmm. I remember I would still get inquiries for things that like were not even in my portfolio. Like, can you design my business cards? And I'm like, I do not have a single business card in my portfolio. Business cards are boring to design. (laughs) Like, Like, and you don't necessarily blame them, but you're also like, how do they think I do this. Like I do get some, some off the wall ones occasionally, not so much anymore now that I right. really like my SEO is pretty, pretty mm-hmm. solid, but um, you know, occasionally they'll, they'll find an old wedding blog post and at, at a venue that they're shooting in new England. And they'll be like, Oh my God, I love so-and-so's photos that you did at blah, blah, blah venue. Yeah. I, are, and I don't see that. I'm not sure if you're still taking on weddings so they can kind of see that I don't yes. really yeah. do that. And I'll be like, Nope, here's my list of wedding photographers <laughs> you for go. you. <laughs> And that's important that you have somebody in your, in your, you know, in your back pocket, you'd be like, okay, here you go. Because then Jesse, maybe they'll come down the line and they'll have a personal brand Mm -hmm. or they'll know somebody else who needs, and then, you know, Hey, this photographer was really helpful when we were looking for a wedding photographer. I think it's all, I think we need to remember there's, you know, there is, while we may not be serving them anymore, there's still that customer service that you provide that, Mm -hmm. okay, yes, I used to do this, but you know here's who else I can suggest. And then if they, they may need you down the road for one reason or be able to suggest you to somebody else. Yeah. To that point, yeah. Kate, I think that's a really good point because to, to that mindset of like having to turn down work, if you have like almost like a templated email that's mm-hmm. drafted out with all of your, like the, these are my wedding photographers. I'm going to refer to yep. these are my portrait photographers. It makes it easier for you to say no to that and continue mm-hmm. moving forward with work that you want to do. And yes. having those, yeah, that's yeah, a really agree. good point that you brought up, Kate. All right. Now just, oops, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and you could, those wedding photographers that you are referring people to, you could reach out and be like, Hey, like, 
I'm no longer doing weddings. I'm sending people your way. I just want to make sure you're still doing weddings. Like, are you? Oh, awesome? that's true. <laughs> but, Do you you could, <laughs> but you could also say, I'm now specializing in personal branding photos. So if you get any inquiries for that, and you don't want to take them on, I would, you know, you can always send them yeah, my cross way. Cross promoting. That's mm-hmm. totally true. All right, Jess. Now, how do we know when we've found our niche? Hmm. I think when you are like truly enjoying your work, when you see growth in your business from that, um, because for me, a niche, yes, is beneficial in terms of being able, you know, it's easier to refer, you can charge more, but at the end of the day, it's also making about making your work more enjoyable. Like for Jesse turning down weddings, getting away from weddings. Like I have, I know I can think of two photographer friends who also stepped away from weddings because they have young kids or they were tired of long hours and being gone every weekend and all that kind of stuff. And so it was making business not as fun and life not as fun. (laughs) And so once you are starting to actually enjoy your work more, I think that's the most important thing. I believe I, yes, I want to make money. Obviously we all need to make money, but if I'm running my own business, I want to make sure that I'm actually enjoying running that business. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would wholeheartedly agree. Answer. Agree. hundred percent, thousand percent. So yeah. yes. Well, this, um, this has been amazing. It's been yes. super great to chat with you about this. I think our audience is going to find a lot of value in this episode. Um, but where can they find you and learn more about what you have to offer? Yeah. So um, I'm really easy to find justcreatives.com and pretty much on every social media platform, you can just search just creatives and that's with an S at the end. Sometimes people miss that, (laughs) Um, but yeah, you can find me pretty much everywhere online. Just thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And I, I think, I think our audience is really going to enjoy this episode. So thank you so much. I hope so. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So when I think of niching down, like I, I as I said, I, as I've told people before, like I have the two different sides of my business where I have the influencer side where I work, you know, with brands and tourism boards and all this kind of stuff on on travel and motherhood and lifestyle campaigns. And that so I've niched down there um, from kind of doing the whole thing, everything. Um, but on my writing side, I've kind of just been working for whoever and whatever and you know it has mostly fallen into the photographers wedding planners mostly like real the real creatives um and i'm lucky that i i really i enjoy and i um understand those businesses pretty well so i find it very easy even though i'm not necessarily a a photographer or a wedding planner like i understand the, the industry so i feel it's easy for me to start, you know, to do the writing. Um, but I've taken on a couple clients that are outside of that realm. And sometimes it can be a little difficult because I may not know as much. And then I find myself doing a lot more um, research on the industry, which is, is fine. You know, I, I do enjoy learning and, and again, most of them fall within a creative sphere, but I think going forward, I am going to be looking a little bit more at what I enjoy writing about. Um, and seeing if maybe I need to start putting some 
I don't want to say limitations, but just, just figuring out, okay, I'm, I'm not going to just take a job because it is money. I'm going to kind of stay within a certain sphere going yeah. forward. But um, I mean, that's something I'm just thinking after listening to her, you know, I didn't think about, it's funny. I think so much about it on my influencer side of my business, like niching down. I have never really thought about it on the writing side of my business. So that's just something I think going forward, I'm going to, I'm going to consider and, and maybe work towards this year. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think taking her um, suggestions on steps, like writing down, like exactly what you did love about those, maybe the wedding industry clients Mm -hmm. and, you know, making sure that you are still finding joy in that too. I mean, maybe, maybe you'll discover that, oh, it's actually this type of wedding professional that I like, or, or actually, you know what, maybe I don't really like it or, you know, so I think like taking the time and I've actually done that exercise too, where you write down like, what you like about what you like, things. what you don't like. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I've niched down, I was, you know, a thousand percent on board with everything she said. Exactly. That's kind of how I experienced my, my business journey. I tried all the things mm-hmm. I discovered what I like, what I don't like. I eventually just stopped booking more, took the time to refine my messaging, my referral list, and since then, it's been pretty easy sailing. And, you know, I've, I've niched down further since I'm mainly working with women entrepreneurs that are at a point in their business where they're ready to scale. I don't necessarily have a specific industry within that. It's more about yeah. the action that they're taking. That's really my niche that they're they're scaling. They're ready to show up more. They're ready to finally redo that, that website step, to a yeah. bigger point. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was refreshing to hear that, like, from someone who really you know, Jess has really been able to, to, to find your own niche and like, you know, just sort of, I, it was validating, I guess. And yeah. the approach that well, I also thought it was interesting about, you know, the, the ability to charge more. Cause she's, she's totally right. Because when you do, when you do become that expert, you are able to charge more because people should really want to work with you because they know that you are the person to work with when it comes to X, Y, Z. Um, yeah, that's not what- something I really took into account. And what does end up happening is sometimes, you know, and it doesn't happen often, but there will be people that say, oh my gosh, I really love your work. I love your work. I want to work with you. And Mm -hmm. they're just concerned about the budget. And I stick to my guns. This is what it is. This is what it costs. And, you know, they're like, oh, I don't know if I can afford it. And then like a couple of weeks later, they're like, okay, I really want to book with you. So I think, I think in the end, it just, they have to look at what value you're providing, which I think, you know, has gone back to a lot of our, our other discussions in terms of what are you providing? What value are you providing to your, um, to your customer base? And if they see the value, if they look at you and they see you as the expert in that field, and they know that you are the person for them, while yes, it may be look to them very expensive, they're gonna they're gonna find the budget to do it. Mm-hmm. I think if they really want it bad enough, they'll they'll make it work. Yeah. So that's my that's my thought on that. Great. Great. So all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram on my niche down Instagram, I guess, uh, at fashionably Kate and Co for motherhood, travel, and some lifestyle inspiration. 
And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Or if you're a photographer looking to get into brand photography and take Ditch that next down. step in niching, you can follow me at the Brand Photographer Method. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Mm-hmm.